Collective Awakening podcast, sharing truth and knowledge in this time of conscious awakening with Chris and Stephen. Hello, friends, and uh, we're live once again here at the Purple Mountain uh, for the Collective Awakening podcast. Chris and Stephen, and um, we'll join you tonight. Uh, welcome, everyone, uh, whether you're listening to us live or you're listening to us a little bit later on. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to talk have a little bit of a chat about spiritual matters and healing as well, healing journeys. We're going to be sharing our experience uh, in hope that some of this talk, if not all of it, will resonate with you in some way and perhaps assist you on your journey. Uh, so what I'm going to do is tonight, we're going to hand over to Stephen. He's normally sat quietly for the first 10 minutes or so, but tonight he's going to start off because... Uh, the Purple Mountain, uh, as most people know, Stephen heals, he, he leads, sorry, a lot of our uh, healing treatments and a lot of our healing philosophies that are put in place. Uh, so he's going to share some of our guiding principles uh, uh, with our Mahana healing. So, Stephen, it's all yours. Yeah, uh, thank you, Chris, <laughs> for that wonderful introductory. <laughs> yeah, I, I normally sit back and observe. However, today I'm going to lead, lead, lead the, the discussion a little bit today. And really, when we talk about principles of healing or any forms of healing, I found that over the years, it, you know, it's OK to sit there, read a book and, and talk about stuff. But a little bit of without uh, last night's chat, Chris, when we talked about um, living the practice and, it, and we can almost use those teachings really, you know, years ago spirit you know spirit said to us you know this is how you can heal your body if you don't smoke you don't drink you know if you eat healthy diet they gave us all this knowledge wonderful knowledge if we don't use it and adopt it we don't understand it so from a healthcare profession from a holistic therapist a nutritionist dietitian we have to practice what we preach we have to come from not a higher perspective but from an experience perspective so that we can talk from experience. And a lot of our teachings, isn't it, Chris, that over the years has been about that one of the reasons why we've all come back to this earth, not only are we here to create and use energy as part of that creation or creative force, we are also here to experience a, a physical life and to really understand uh, the the basic simple teachings the principles of healing and i found that in my own personal experience over the years is that a lot of people complicate uh, the the basic teachings of self-healing practices highfalutin knowledge that can often be uh, confusing for the reader can be very very confusing for people and I found that over the years, through my own experience, through my own training and my own learning, we try to incorporate simple spiritual truths, simple spiritual teachings, the principles of life. That, yes, we are moving away from having to go to the doctor, going to the nurse, going to the guru. We're leaning towards more about trusting self. And when we take personal responsibility, for our well-being we're starting to look within and i think that's really really important anybody listening to this podcast 
is that we are through this collective awakening you know we've talked to amazing people and i find that when we search for answers the answers will always come when we look inwardly when we look within the heart within our own wisdom and within our own sacred physical bodies and when we find that stillness and when we surrender when we really learn to surrender and let go of that control we allow the physical body to heal itself very very naturally this basic treatments things like intermittent fasting and that's what really happens with the one of the most important principles of healing is the importance of sleep now the importance of sleep ultimately really in my personal opinion is slowing down the nervous system slowing down the digestive system the engine of the physical body and allowing the body to really heal itself and that's why you find that people that have a lot of sleeping issues have a lot of health issues as well and that if you could have what I call good night sleep and again something that we teach at the perfect man everybody's different we're not saying that eight hours ten hours is right for everybody because everybody's different i know some people can function with just five hours sleep but if you are able to go through that what we call REM sleep that deep sleep that really allows that your physical body to heal itself for me that is one way one simple free tool you can use to heal the body so it's all right sitting there and and having acupuncture and cambo and uh, some amazing phenomenal holistic treatments out there a lot that we do here at the purple mountain but we often say to 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 clients one of the most important questions do you sleep properly how much sleep do you have what what's your thoughts on the sleep side chris how much sleep do you have um, well, I would say I'm quite fortunate. I tend to sleep well. I probably stay up a little bit later sometimes than I should do. Uh, I do find those hours before midnight can be quite valuable. But when I do uh, go to bed, I don't have a problem sleeping. Uh, nine times out of ten, I sleep, if not all the way through. And I, But I do feel sleep's important. And what I want to mention, Stephen, is one of our favourite words, which is siestas as well. Which, uh, oh, yes, definitely. Which, which I find vital. I, I would sooner, um, I mean, myself and Stephen both do a lot during the day and in the evening as well. Uh, sometimes can be late into the evening. Uh, so getting that sleep, even if it's like half an hour, 15 minutes, half an hour in the afternoon, a quick nap, I, I find them really beneficial. I always have, um, even in other parts of my working life, uh, so I feel sleep is really important. And one of the biggest detriments to sleep now, um, and it's something we all can slip into, is uh, devices in the bedroom, uh, televisions, mobile phones. Yeah, iPads. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and not only what you're reading or you're watching, uh, but also the light that emits from them that is telling your brain that it's uh, it's daytime, it's not time to go to sleep. So something I did, not always done it, uh, but years ago, about maybe six years ago, I got rid of my TV out my bedroom. And I found that's really good because... I try and treat that room now like a place of uh, it's a place of rest. So when I'm going there, there's nothing in my bedroom that's going to distract me. Uh, no lighting that's 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 bright. It's all settled. Salt lamps are very good for bedrooms as well, by the way. 
you know, we've got a salt lamp, uh, invest in one. They're great, especially if you struggle with sleep or you have breathing difficulties as well, which can keep people up. Totally understand that one. Uh, but I try and try my best to treat my bedroom that way. And uh, I, I can slip into using my mobile phone. Of course, I can if I don't sleep or uh, I'm listening to something late at night. But ideally, keeping those devices completely out of the bedroom is ideal, yeah. especially if you're struggling with sleep. Uh, and the other thing I want to mention, before I hand back over to you, Stephen, is also... Uh, what we drink as well. So anybody who drinks teas and coffees as well, it was advised to us from Spirit quite a while ago now that uh, if you are a coffee drinker, then and if you struggle with sleep, you really shouldn't be drinking any coffee after two, two o'clock in the afternoon, no later than that. Uh, and even what what I learned is sort of over the years as well, being cautious with some herbal teas that are caffeinated as well. You know, having them late at night can keep you up. So. The hours before you go to bed, I feel are very important. What you do, you sort of mm. gently settling yourself down. And even if you like watching movies or TV, uh, what you're watching before you go to bed as well, uh, because that that can bring, uh, keep a lot of information in your head. So it's, it, I think the word that I'm looking for when I'm talking about all these things is getting a routine. I feel that's important. The, a routine that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And anybody that is listening and is struggling with, with any kind of sleep issues, which I find probably at least 40 to 50% of people that I meet on my on my journey have some kind of sleep issues. And, and on a personal experience here, the only thing that sort of assists me in my sleeping issues, or if I do have sleeping problems, is uh, an evening meditation. I'll, I'll meditate at least half an hour. And really... I find, and this is a really good piece of advice that I learned a long time ago, is that if anybody's got sleeping issues, that sleeping issues is stem from something. That could be 10 years ago, five months ago, 20 years ago, and we call this track and trace, track and research. So as therapists, as individual people, ask yourself, when did, what was going on in my life? when I began my sleep problems. And often it is emotions and it is the mind, which in, in when I tracked and traced with me, when I've done inner research, when I look within, that because I'm so in the mind sometimes, by meditating helps me calm the mind, opens the heart, and that helps me go into a deep sleep. And I've, and I've been meditating religiously every single night, Eve, sometimes only for five minutes, sometimes for an hour, depends what I've been doing uh, at night and that will help calm my mind and I think a lot of things that Chris mentioned like the TV like the to, the television screen like watching a movie at night anything that was going to activate the mind even little things like uh, like the type of pictures and paintings that you've got in your room anything that could be quite religious or anything that can be um quite out there can activate the mind as well so remember you, your your sanctuary your bedroom is is important so let's talk about just very quickly the importance can I, of can water I just, um, just before we move on Stephen, i just feel something that'd be quite interesting to add in for anybody who's listening is uh on the spirit side of things what what happens to us um uh spiritually when our body's sleeping at night just a little bit of information. Yeah, yeah, just 
Well, it depends how deep your spirit. We all know that we are a soul, a spirit within a physical body. We, we, I'm talking in, in simple terms here. So when we sleep, the, the mind, just imagine the mind, and the Chinese call it Shen. So the Shen, the spirit is in the mind during the day. And what we want is the spirit of the mind to, to like a light bulb, switch off, go to the heart, and then we can then go uh, as the body heal itself. Because remember, the spirit is, is, has too much interference with the body. How many of us can sit there and allow the body to rest? Many, majority of us can't. So I think in, in the biological um, mechanism, the earth has created the physical body so that the spirit can leave the physical body for a short time, go to the astral realms so that the body can heal itself and repair itself during, during sleep time. And that as we, as we go on to the astral realms, that's where the dreams and the astral memories come in as through what we call the umbilical cord. Obviously, we don't want to go too deep on that. So, yeah, and it depends on how deep you sleep again as well. Depends on what kind of work you do on the astral. I don't know if I ever sort of explained myself there properly there, Chris. Yeah, it's just a little bit of an overview for anybody listening, just to keep the balance. As we're talking about physical things, it's good to talk about the, the spirit side that um, some people will experience, for example, uh, where they wake up certain points of the night uh, and they have memories of somewhere they've been. Uh, also, I know a lot of people who struggle to sleep when there's things like full moons or retrogrades and just to bring in uh, that in as well as... Uh, uh, that we have an understanding of that also, as well as the physical. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's have a look at the importance of water. Now, I, I do sound like a broken record sometimes because it's the very first thing that I do ask anybody how much water you drink. And you can tell how much water somebody drinks. I do a lot of massage. And as soon as I put my hand on somebody's skin, I can tell. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, I do drink a lot of water because I, I have 15 teas and 15 coffees a day. Well, just to give you a statistic, with every cup of coffee, with every cup of tea that you have, you can minus two cups of water. Caffeine actually, though, gives you a boost of energy, actually takes away two lots of energy. With every energy that you get from coffee or tea, caffeine takes away two lots of energy. So really, we talk about not fizzy pop here. We talk about pure water. Now, obviously, spring water or mineral water is the best kind of water that you can drink, minus the plastic bottles. If you can, glass bottles, alkaline water. Also, if you've got an alkaline filter machine, which filters the water. We've got steam machines, which boil the water, steam it, and gets rid of all the impurities. So there are lots and lots of ways we can encourage cleaning. And I know there's a lot of uh, fear out there in there, Chris, with, with tap water and with the 600-odd chemicals that is in within our water, half of which have not been published, which I question why and not being controversial there, is uh, very simply two to three litres of water per person every day. Your kidneys, your, your kidneys, need at least one to two cups of water every day to filter the blood and filter all the rubbish. 
within your blood um, and the food that you eat. So that's just one cup of water. And remember, what you're drinking today, you're drinking for tomorrow already. So if you're dehydrated today, most likely you didn't drink enough water yesterday. So everything has a knock-on effect. Yeah, and also, if that makes sense. Uh, all we're talking about with filtering water, even in the simplest way that actually costs nothing, a very simple thing you can do if you've got a jug, just pour your water from the tap into the jug first and let it sit. And by doing that, quite a bit of the, the rubbish that's in it, it evaporates. So actually having water that sat a while is actually better. Uh, I think the thoughts of us are that it's fresh coming from the tap when it, when it isn't. It's uh, even in its simplest way, yeah. Well, you just did a bit of an experiment there. The actual, has anybody had left a glass of water and see the bubbles, you know, in the morning or during the night, you see, you, you've left the tap water glass and you see all the bubbles. Now that's chlorine evaporating from your glass that's a chemical evaporating from your glass of water with a lot of bubbles so you can so, smell that you can smell that if you put a, um yeah. like a, a empty the glass of water and turn it upside down and then leave it for about half an hour and right raise it up and you can smell the chlorine you can smell the chemicals in, in water and that's what that's what your your body has to um has to filter very important. Very, very, very important. So let's have a look at a next principle for life is the importance of breath. Now, the importance of breath and the importance of air. Now, we breathe not through our lungs, though we use the lungs to pump oxygen around the body. We actually use other muscles, what we call abdominal muscles, to breathe. So we breathe through our stomachs. Okay, we breathe through it. And there's lots of breathing techniques. A lot of us don't breathe properly. Good techniques in through the nose, out through the mouth. But let's have a look at the home, Chris, because there's a lots of little tips and advisement. Now, one of them is carpets being one of the worst things for your lungs, for your breath. Now, if it was up to me, I, well, if I was a multimillionaire, I would have marble floor throughout the, my whole house <laughs> um but wooden floorings are also much better because could you imagine how much dust now as soon as you turn the radiators on as soon as you turn the heating on all that dust goes straight into the air and we breathe that in having windows open during the day letting the fresh air in and often uh, when we turn the heating on can have a detriment to any sort of problems with the lungs or through our nose, through our mouth, particularly moving away from, from summer into autumn and, and winter when the temperatures change. And that greatly affects our breathing. And that's why I think the, there is a lot of more eco-friendly boilers being created that are much more sustainable for the house and the, and the circulation of air. So we want a clean circulation of air into the home. I know that you use sometimes, Chris, don't you use, uh, what are those machines called that pull out some of that the stuff in the air? Yeah, the and what's the benefits of that? Uh, well, the, uh, I use mine to uh, remove excess moisture. So if you have a room that's particularly, I don't know what the word is, like over moist, <laughs> um, yeah. then it can assist with that. 
but you can also get other filters that just filter the air as well. So if you have uh, troubles with your breathing um, or you're susceptible to allergies, that can assist with that. But but like Stephen said, you can't be. Um, I mean, the first thing I do, no matter what time of year it is, when I'm up in the morning, is I open the window, open the bedroom window, uh, and get some fresh air in. Uh, that that's the best thing I would say. Uh, and and also it's something I mean we're by the seaside here in Fleetwood and it's something my granddad always used to say to me if I was feeling a bit unwell it's like get yourself on the beach get some fresh air in your lungs uh, and I find that pretty much served me well over the years as well yeah wow there there is a lot of fantastic research out there now Chris because it's actually the salt that is within the sea air that has a massive positive effect to our to our lungs and our breath so the seaside just by walking and uh, just by being outside opening the, f- the 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 windows and allowing that fresh air in helps our breath and by doing breath work has a positive effect on not only your mind you do feel absolutely amazing because I say to people that, that that struggle with any sort of mental health issues or depression or anxiety, breath work is absolutely amazing tool that can help bring such clarity and calmness. I, I know sometimes when I do sort of rigorous breath work, I feel very lightheaded. So that's the fresh oxygen uh, that, that is coming um to, to to the brain and often we were talking about this one the other week the other day chris about how the the brain is often an organ that is often too often ignored we talk about the heart the lungs the liver and they forget the importance of protecting the brain i mean statistically more people have an alzheimer's and dementia and there's a lot of positive research there from israel from Ireland and other other amazing uh, science that that is proving that the lack of oxygen and the pollution of cities and and towns has a negative effect on the brain. And again, it's all about what we breathe. And 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 it, it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, if we're eating rubbish, that body is going to absorb the, that 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 negative those toxins and those minerals negatively and we we do that as well with the breath don't we it's what we breathe if we're breathing in pollutants and and heavy metals then that the body can't um cleanse itself as well as it should do so let's have a look at the importance of rest chris now what's the difference between rest and sleep well um Resting isn't sleeping, and uh, sleeping isn't resting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'd say rest is more around, it's like resting your mind, switching off. And there's many different ways you can switch off. People like to go for walks, read books, watch a movie, um, meditate, uh, sit in the garden, all these lots and lots of things. But it's basically... Uh, bringing yourself into a calm state, doing something you enjoy. It might be something creative, but it's basically not hard work. It, it's it's chilling, relaxing completely, which is uh, equally as important as well. 
Yeah, I can't say much more than that. And and again, a lot of people do struggle with rest. Now, anybody listening, does everybody spend 30 minutes? What is 30 minutes? Do you spend 30 minutes of doing absolutely nothing? Now, I go absolutely mad. I can't sit still for 10 minutes. Now, I know you're quite similar to that as well, Chris. And, and, and for some reason, we, as in a society, we've been conditioned that we are lazy if we don't do anything. And actually, how many of us, Chris, sits there and do nothing? Just sit there and just listen to a bit of music and not on our phones, not reading, just sitting and not doing anything. Now, I'm going to ask everybody to do that tomorrow. 15 minutes not to do a thing. And I bet you a lot of people will struggle. I bet you a lot of people will struggle to do that. So it's let's have... And on that note, when, when, when we're resting as well, because you get uh, a lot of people question, you know, about uh, they wanting to connect with spirit more, with the guides, inspirers and all that. And you'll actually find um, not only through meditating, but taking time to rest, for those who are wanting to connect that way, they'll open the doors to spirit to just come in gently um, for some inspiration or connection. Uh, then our friend Marissa put, I'll fall asleep. Well, if it's you good. fall asleep, <laughs> yeah, if you sleep's good because, and I will say, I don't discourage people, even when they come for sound baths or they come for healing or, or any kind of ceremonial work, it's, it's the body saying, Get out the way, spirit. Get out the mind. I need healing. The body needs healing. The, the, the body is a temple. The body speaks to us. Is is We often override the body. And we talked about this yesterday, didn't we, when we talked about pain. When we have pain, it's your body saying, hang on here, slow down. I'm giving you pain here. What are you going to do about it? A lot of us just take a paracetamol, take a pain medication, ignore it and carry on. And it's the same with sleep it's most likely your body saying you need to shut down, close your eyes and need to do some more healing within the body is where your body needs to be. And when we listen to the body, when we slow down, when we, when we let go of the control, the body will tell us what it needs. Now I'm not talking about when we slow down and the, and the body says, Chris, have a large glass of red wine or, have a large piece of chocolate cake with double cream. That's not what we're saying. Really listening to the body and the body speaks. Very, very simple stuff. So, Chris, shall we talk about the importance of exercise? Now, everybody gets scared to death when we talk about exercise. No, I can't exercise. I'm not going to the gym. Now, Spirit said to us that gyms, Though have very good qualities to it, I think a lot of the equipment, in my opinion, does have a detriment to the physical body. Now, the kind of exercise we're talking about is swimming, walking, and, and going on the bike, going hiking, yoga, tai chi, qigong, the movement of energy, if that makes sense. The physical body is not designed to do long periods of exercise. And there was a Japanese doctor, and I can't quite remember what his name was. He says, your heart is a muscle. And we know that when we overexert ourselves, 
when we talk about the muscular system, it 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 can be affected negatively, and the heart needs to be protected. The heart is an important organ. So, and when we over-exercise and when we over-exert ourselves, that affects the heart negatively, if that makes sense. I mean, you, you hear a lot of stories out there that that uh, people, a lot of young people, you know, particularly jogging and running, drop drop dead or have a heart attack. And they do say, actually, in Chinese medicine, when we're talking about your clock, that actually exercise in the morning is the worst part, the best part of the day to exercise between one o'clock and two o'clock or one o'clock to four o'clock is the best time to to exercise is when the lung chi and the stomach chi is its strongest. And that's the best time to to exercise, if if that makes sense to everybody. So what kind of exercise do you do, Chris, and how many times a day? Uh, I walk. I do a lot of walking. Uh, I do go out on my bike. I do cycling um, as much as possibly can, if weather permits. Um, yeah, and I find that sort of good enough for me most of the time. Um, I do find it sort of harder in the winter. It gets more difficult in the winter as the weather changes. But then, like you say, we have options of doing things indoors. I know you mentioned gyms and some of the equipment, but also you have places... Uh, you know, your indoor swimming pools and places like that where you can do some exercise that way. So, yeah, that's what I do mostly. Yeah, and also I just want to mention as well, a lot of people associate exercise with losing weight and they do that with when we use the word diet. I can't stand the word diet. And it's more a relationship, a, a positive relationship with your body. There are people out there like me that are big boned. There are people that are bigger than others. Physiologically, on the biology side, we are made differently. So try not to, if you get trying to get into exercise, get into the mindset of losing weight, because then there's an expectation. Try to get into exercise as a way of helping you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, building a better relationship by creating a stronger core energy that's all that is about is creating a bit of a stronger core energy a lot of people associate with exercise with muscular uh, growth or increase and for me that's wrong so there's a toxic side to exercise and really it's all about a positive relationship between you and your physical body which leads me now we've not far off finished uh, for our principles of healing is food our relationship with food now Something that we try to promote is a plant-based uh, diet. Again, me using the word diet is, again, creating a positive relationship between you and food. And really, as you work on yourself, try to stay away from what we call lower vibrational foods. Things like alcohol, things like chocolate. Though pure chocolate is good for you, cacao. Uh, sugars, saturated fats, sugars. Uh, nearly 90% of meats have a detriment, a, a negative detriment to, to, to the physical body. There's lots and lots of research out there, fantastic research out there. So anybody that, that wants to look at self-healing, food's probably one of the biggest things and probably one of the hardest things, me personally, I had to overcome because I come from a culture, I come from, I'm, I'm half German, so I come from a culture that is very, very heavily based on meat. 
and also very heavily based on sugars, cake in the afternoon, ice cream in the afternoon, bread, meat. So I was conditioned at a very early age uh, of very, very naughty foods. And as I sort of began my spiritual awakening, I, I began leaning towards more higher vibrational foods. Now, that didn't happen overnight, and I'm still struggling now. It's, it's taken nearly... I think about five years to come from where I was to where I'm now. And I try even going shopping. Um, I, I tell you, going shopping is one of the hardest things, Chris, isn't it? Because you get tempted. Every aisle is trying to say, to eat me, take me. Uh, and it is horrendous sometimes when you and, and going shopping. When you're coming in and your mindset is, I'm going to have some fruit, nice vegetables, a nice vegetable bake and you come out with chocolate and sweets and a bottle of wine and it, it is horrendous it's difficult isn't it yeah temptation everywhere but if you don't uh, get it in then you're not tempted as much so what you buy in is really important yeah and and i think the online shopping is very good as well because then you aren't you aren't tempted then to go on every aisle you just click and, and it gets delivered but yeah, so it's it's plant based. I mean, another thing, uh, what have you moved away from, Chris? From from where you were maybe well, five I know years you talked ago. About me, but I um, when I I found it quite beneficial moving away from dairy. Uh, I used to eat a lot of cheese, things like that. And what I do now is because uh, I, I don't believe in labels. I think when we label something, when we say uh, we're, we're vegetarian, we don't do this, we don't do that. Um, instantly what you're doing is you're putting a pressure on yourself and for my opinion you're opening yourself up to others having a bit of a pop at you as well uh, so it's best just to just to get on with it uh, and not to put a label on it um, so yeah I stopped with I don't have cow's milk I don't have cheese I don't buy it in uh, but if I'm out and about I might have a little bit but nowhere near what it was and I found that really beneficial uh, the last three years or so uh getting rid of that yeah yeah and really you know you everybody that's listening you know your own body listen to your body you know what's right and what's wrong you can't say well the way we we the way we eat is not the way you eat it is your stomach bacteria there's a lot of research out there that tells you that your, your stomach the bacteria in your stomach really determines what kind of food's good for you for your digestive system and that's, this is why everybody's different is that um you know when stephen talks about the relationship with food this is really important uh we talked about it the other night um is if you do have a bit of a slip and you found oh i've eaten something and i've not feel good my body doesn't feel good um getting up in the morning and having like 15 green teas because you had a chinese takeaway the night before isn't going to be the solution either um so it's more i find it more healthy instead of telling yourself off which can be equally as detrimental as the food is actually to just observe your pattern and go all right well i've done that and why did i go to that food at that time um and looking at what works right for you because there's no set plan for anyone i don't believe it's uh we're all individuals we've all got uh bodies and eating habits that are individuals to how our body's working um 
so what I want to say is if anybody out there is trying to uh, reduce or eliminate anything from what they eat or drink, that if you do find yourself having a bit of a bad day or a couple of days, don't immediately go for um, a, a miracle solution, which doesn't exist anyway. Uh, just observe the pattern and learn the lesson and know that, that every experience like that one has come up just to, just to teach you something. Uh, we don't always get everything right. It's a journey, isn't it? Everything is a journey. Yeah. Everything is a journey. So let's have a look on sunshine. Uh, the importance of sunlight is there's again, unfortunately, there is a lot of fear in the media. Don't go in the sunshine. And actually, I'm going to be very controversial here. Sun sunshine does not give you skin cancer. It's your own physical body. It is your own intake of uh, of toxins and heavy metals that are stored in your skin that causes the fragmentations of cancer cells sun is healthy obviously we're going to talk about our last point which is temperance which is everything in moderation which we'll talk about our last thing is that in my opinion you sh everybody should spend at least an hour every day and really when we talk about some of the principles go out go out for a walk that's your exercise that's part of your breathing do your breath work and then in that half an hour an hour you get your sunlight as well even in the winter even though there's no sun you still get the vitamin vitamin d and then the sun rays so you have to have some skin exposure to your skin so sunshine being an integral part i know how i feel i feel amazing when i'm in the sun I feel alive and invigorated. My my nails are strong. My hair is strong. So we all know how it feels when we go on holiday, when we sit in the when we sit on the beach and we feel amazing. So how do you feel, Chris, when you're in the sunshine? Do you like the sun? I feel great. I'm a proper sun worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's energizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now our last. A principle for healing is what we call temperance and basically what we mean there is everything in moderation so when you're listening to us our, our job when we do these podcasts is to inspire you and to question oh well i don't do those little things but i do that one i do drink plenty of water i do eat a healthy balance all we expect is everybody to do their best but everything in moderation don't go from one extreme and and i know chris can talk about experience here in some of the people that have been involved with us, and I fell prey to this as well, that I go from zero to intense, where I go from not eating a pretty all right diet to being so intense, and I'm losing so much weight, and that's not good for the body either. That can have a shock. That could be stress, stressful for the body. So instead of going for a 30-mile run to exercise every week, just spread it out. Enjoy the journey. Everything in moderations. And what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I think with anything, uh, putting pressure on yourself is going to be very unhealthy. Um, and also we talked uh, the other night, there's a lot of healing tools out there, um, ranging from breath work that we mentioned, meditation, crystals. Uh, there's also plant medicine work, Cambo. Uh, but these tools... Uh, or these medicines or spiritual tools for me are there as miracle cures there's nothing that i've experienced that is this miracle 
the answers do lie within you. Uh, but I believe all the things I've mentioned before can assist. So, for example, if you have poor eating habits, if you're struggling to uh, get rid of something out of your diet that really is making you feel quite unwell or sluggish all the time, uh, you know, it's it's there's got to be a willingness to really shift and change that. Uh, and I feel it comes from observing yourself and not being too hard on yourself. Yeah, so not judging yourself, but just looking at things and saying, right, well, why am I going to that food? And, and uh, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Stephen, that what, what emotion was I feeling? Uh, was I feeling quite down when I'm going to that sort of thing? And, and that helps you. I mean, there's a lot of uh, wonderful people who specialise in working with people one-to-one -one with the relationship with food. That's, that's how big it is. Uh, and, and it can even come from, uh, you know, childhood stuff and all sorts. Uh, but my biggest advice is not to go too hard on yourself. And something I learned uh, a few years ago is every change has to be natural. So yeah, it's no good doing something because we're saying so. Oh, because you read it in a book. It, it has to be a natural change. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Rick Collins, when he was doing a talk with us many years ago, we started these talks. Uh, you know, you've got to do the work. It's no good if you wanted to get into bodybuilding, for example, and you buy the book. It isn't going to give you muscles, the book. <laughs> you've got to yeah. do the work yourself. Uh, and that's a very good philosophy. It's most things start with yourself. And um, I, I do feel the good thing with food is, if there's something that you struggle to really remove out of your diet that you'd like to, a very simple way is not to have it in the house is a good start. Because nine out of 10 people, if it's there, we're going to eat it. Well, we'll give in to temptation. And yeah, uh, and, and again, I can't say it enough times, don't be too hard on yourself because that can equally, if not be more detrimental uh, to your health. Yeah. Absolutely. So there is some of the principles of healing, Chris. Now, as we finish off, is there anything that you would like to say to anybody that's listening? Any advisement, any guidance, any inspiration well, that you want to share? What comes to me at the moment is, uh, and this goes for any part of the spiritual uh, movement and life journey, um, is it doesn't matter if it's a crawl a walk or a run as long as you've got a willingness in whatever you're doing um you're going to get there 100 percent uh, but there always has to be a willingness uh there isn't anything that's going to come knocking on your door i'm going to say ah here's the solution uh and here you go it, it starts with you and and i feel that's the important message that's uh for my thoughts are a lot of what we're experiencing in this world right now is to remind us uh, that we're powerful creators. We're our own script writers. So we write our script really, and, and we talk about all these foods and that, but we, we have a choice. We have the power of choice. Um, so if you wanted to make change, I, I always say bring it in slowly. Do it manageable, in a manageable way. That's don't overwhelm yourself. Don't, you know, for example, if you're thinking about starting meditation, don't say, well, I'm going to meditate for an hour every day. 
start off 10 minutes um maybe once a week and then start twice a week and 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 do it at your pace because at least it's consistent and moving forward and um and if you do find yourself slipping out of routine like i said just observe it sensibly and don't be too hard on yourself don't get into self-punishment because uh, that's not good either absolutely and my little advisement there anybody listening is remember you're not on your own on your journey and if you're struggling there's a lot of like-minded people there's lots of amazing platforms out there uh, and there's lots of healing centers opening all around the country all around the world lots of online content lots of zoom free zoom connections uh, lots of lots of things out there that's available to to connect with like-minded people and i think this is what's all this uh, a collective awakening podcast is all about is to there's a lot of us out there that are on that same journey and you know many years ago we thought we're we're, we're very very small community and actually there's there's many of us out there in the world uh, from all around all around the world every country there's people doing the work and and make that connection you know seek that help seek that guidance but your greatest thing anybody can do is to look within is to look within everybody's looking outwardly to make to 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 find ways to to make you feel better to find joy to find happiness and that's you can only find that by looking within every a lot of things superficial a lot of things are superficial so look within and again very much what chris said when you do look within don't be too hard on yourself you know and and i and i've often said when we do look in that mirror when we when we do look within and we look that that mirror within us it, it just can sometimes make us feel very, very uncomfortable. It has made me feel uncomfortable. And, and I, and I, then that shame, that guilt, that guilt and shame feeling sort of washes over me. But I quickly remember, you know what? All I was doing is my best. And, and I always think, well, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to try harder tomorrow. And you know what? I've had a bit of a bad day. Who cares? You know, I'm not going to be judged. Um, I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to be too hard on myself and I'm struggling. I'm going to ask my pal, Chris, can you help me? Or my friend, Irene, can you help me on, on, on this matter? And that's what this is all about. Making friends, making connections and know that you're not on your own. So I'd like to thank everybody for an amazing podcast, Chris. Amazing opportunity to share some of our wisdom and knowledge. So I'm going to pass on yeah, back to Yeah, thanks Chris. so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be speaking to you really soon. Uh, whatever you're doing. Uh, we hope you're all well and lots of love from us here at the Purple Mountain till we speak again. Thank you for watching the Collective Awakening podcast. For more information on the Purple Mountain Spiritual and Wellbeing Centre, you can visit our website at thepurplemountain.co.uk and don't forget to click and subscribe.